What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Something About Sports podcast. This is your host once again, Leon Edwards. And wow, we are coming off a curb stomping. The Chiefs pretty much just absolutely ran the Raiders out of town. This game was never a contest. The Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Las Vegas Raiders by a score of 48-9. to And this is pretty much my stance right now. I don't want to hear a word from a Raiders fan until next year because the Raiders should have nothing to say to the Kansas City Chiefs right now. They they just did not compete. They did not show up. And all of that after just doing doing something stupid. So the Raiders have decided that they can't come to Kansas City and just play a game anymore. So last year they came to KC. They played their Super Bowl, and I think it was like week five or six of the season. That was the Raiders Super Bowl. They went, they come out with a win. They take a victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium on their bus before they before they leave the stadium. This year, before the game starts, they all run to the to the logo at the fifty yard line, and they they have a team meeting on the logo, and they break down on on the Chiefs logo, and they're stomping and jumping around and having a good time on the logo and for whatever reason they decided that was a good idea and everybody followed Yannick Ngakwe to that logo and I think just about every Kansas City Chiefs fan was pretty pissed off to see that happen number one and number two just about every NFL fan probably could have known what would happen next I don't know if the if we knew the karma would come as fast as it did but it did (laughs) from the very first snap of the game the Kansas City Chiefs, Jaron Reed forces a fumble of Josh Jacobs. Mike Hughes returns it for a touchdown on the very first offensive snap of the football game. That set the tone for what this game was going to be. The game continued on being that way. And the Raiders never recovered from it. The The Las Vegas Raiders were just outclassed, outmatched, and just beaten down by the Chiefs in this game. And I think it was a good culmination. A lot of us saw a Chiefs win coming. I didn't think that it would be possible for the Chiefs to beat the Raiders worse than they beat them the last time. I just thought the Raiders would be a little bit more prepared. They may try to do some things differently, in which I haven't rewatched the game entirely, so I don't know to that effect like exactly what the Raiders tried to do differently or kind of had to, had a chance to pay attention to that. I'm just going off a of first watch here, but even if they did, it didn't really work. It didn't matter. The Chiefs, the Chiefs just were the better team this year, and and it showed. They have a chance to pretty much lock up the AFC West division on Thursday night against the the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chiefs have moved into third place in the AFC. There is a path opening up for them to have a shot at the number one seed. They'll need a little bit of help from the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. I think the Titans at some point down the stretch will give the Chiefs a little bit of help. The Titans team right now just doesn't look as good as we've as we've gotten used to seeing them look. They now they did have a, a pretty good win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but just about everybody's doing that these days. So the question is going to be if we can if we can get a loss somewhere from the Titans, a loss somewhere from the Patriots, and the Chiefs can win out. The Chiefs could very well end up having the AFC run through Arrowhead yet again. And it's been like that every year since Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback for the Chiefs. 
It'll be interesting to see if they can get there again, if they can get some help and get there or where they start off in the playoffs. But I know I don't think any team wants to come to Arrowhead and play the Chiefs. And I don't know if any team wants the Chiefs to come to their stadium and play against them with the way that Chiefs defense is playing right now, which I hop right into. I talked about the very first play of the game, the Kansas City Chiefs starting the game off with Jerry forcing a fumble. Mike Hughes returning that fumble for a touchdown on the first snap. That pretty much was an omen for how the game was going to go. The Chiefs D-line was dominant all day, including Jaron Reed. I talked about him in the game preview or maybe in the game recap of the Broncos game last week. He just seemed like he was everywhere. He was all over the place, and he continued that very, very early in this game by making a huge knockaway on Josh Jacobs and Mike Hughes returning that for a touchdown, which that was an omen for Mike Hughes as well. Mike Hughes had his best game as a Kansas City Chief by far. I'm always worried about Mike Hughes when he plays. The size just isn't there. The coverage ability hasn't quite been there this year. Everything lined up for him today in this game. This is Victory Monday. I'm recording this, not Sunday night, so Victory Monday. But in this game yesterday, everything everything lined up perfectly for Mike Hughes. He led the team in tackles. He did have that touchdown. He also forced another fumble of his own. Just a, a very solid game, the best game he's played for the Chiefs. I have been openly requesting DeAndre Baker to play over him. I still think that's probably... I don't know. I guess I guess I got to roll with what Spag sees. Spag sees that. He sees that Mike Hughes is the best option. Rashad Fenton was available for this game. I think they're just working him back in. I'm hoping to see him back next week, getting his fair share of snaps as well. I just think that Rashad Fenton over the larger sample size has shown to be a better cornerback for the Chiefs this year than Mike Hughes. But you want to give Mike Hughes his credit in this game. Mike Hughes was the the Chiefs' best defender out there, easily the best defender out there for the Chiefs, had a huge impact on this game, and he kind of alleviated that loss of, of Legereus Sneed, made it made it not be as big of a problem as it could have ended up being. Tyra Matthew also had a hand in that. He seemed like he was playing that slot cornerback position a lot. He also had a big impact on this game with an interception of his own, a sweet interception that was caught and then wasn't caught and then tipped around in the air a little bit, and Tyron Matthew comes away with that one. He also had a fumble recovery as well on the fumble that Mike Hughes forced on Hunter Renfro, so that was another good play as well. And Tyron Matthew had an awesome game. He showed up again for this Kansas City Chiefs defense as he tends to do so much and you just got to wonder when that new contract's coming. He's going to get paid by the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are going to keep him around. You're just wondering when it's coming because uh, by by the week, you got to wonder when it's coming because by the week, that price tag is going up and going up. So it'll be interesting to see that. I already talked about the defensive line. They were magnificent and set the tone for this game. It's um, no way around that. Everybody played well. I anticipated Melvin Ingram getting his hands on the quarterback a couple of times. He really got his hands on the quarterback one time, and then he got the the right tackle on the quarterback another time. I guess that technically counts. His hands were pushing the right tackle. One of the best bull rushes we've seen from a Chiefs D lineman this year was a play in which him and I believe Tank Wharton were in on that one, him and Tank Wharton. But just about everybody that played on the defensive line for the Chiefs was just outstanding. The Chiefs defensive line had another really, really good showing. They continue to show that they are real. The stuff that they've been showing is absolutely real. And 
this this front four is, is shaping up to be what we thought it would be coming into the year. And now with that addition of Melvin Ingram, who I chose to be the MVP for this game, and I think I think by proxy he might have been. I don't think by production or by impact play he wasn't, but by proxy of just the the lift that he's given this defensive line and the lift that he's given that that interior defensive line as well with with pushing for Chris Jones back to the inside. He's kind of going to be a somewhat of a defensive MVP the rest of the way. But you just got to tip your cap to those guys. I mean, everybody that played, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Tank Wharton, Mike Dana, Alex Okafor, of course, Melvin Ingram, we've already talked about him. I mean, uh, Derek Nottie, Derek Nottie, I don't remember him making too many impact plays, but still, just great all-around performance. You can't really ask for for too much more from from this team. You can't ask for too much more. Everybody that played on that defensive line was amazing. Everybody that played on this defense today seemed like they just came out ready to play. I'm sure some of that had to do with some emotions and playing for LeJarrius Sneed, but also just this momentum that they've built up. I just think this defense is playing with a lot of confidence, and they know that they're a good unit, and they're now people are discrediting them for who they've played against and everything else, and I think now that's adding even more fuel to the fire, and we're seeing that come through. But this defense forced five turnovers in this game. This was just a uh, a magnificent performance. Steve Spagnolo didn't really have to get in his bag a little bit because the de- the defensive line was great for one, and then the game got out of hand so fast that he didn't really have to get in his bag as much as you probably would have expected down the stretch of a game like this where if the game is a little bit closer. The Chiefs just pretty much demolished them. He didn't have to do that. He can save a lot of that stuff for Thursday when – when that game really matters a lot more and you'll probably see a little bit more of a fight put up by your opponent. So that momentum for the defense continues to carry. It continues to go week to week. They can, they hold another team under 20 points. They hold another team under 10 points, which is even more impressive. I anticipated them holding the Raiders under 20 points. I didn't think it would be it would be nine points, but we'll take what we can get from this Chiefs defense. I'm excited to see how they continue to develop. The big test is going to be Thursday night. That's going to be the one that's going to either that's going to pretty much solidify this defense. I don't think that giving up 20 points is going to say that they're not a good unit or anything like that. But I think that huge performance solidifies them as an elite defense for the rest of the way. Good performance still solidifies them as a good defense. And then if they have a bad performance, I think a lot of questions come back up about them. So. I'm excited to see how they come out and respond to that. I really have been a lot more excited to see what this defense does over the recent weeks than what the offense is going to do because even though the offense hasn't looked like itself, we know what the offense can be. We know that the offense inherently is not a problem. We know that they're having small issues here and there against certain schemes and in certain defenses and things like that. But we know Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and those guys are going to figure it out. There's just too much talent and too much opportunity for those guys not to. So I think the defense has been a lot more fun to watch develop and continue this momentum and kind of start seeing more stars and more um, impact players come out of this stretch. So it's been fun to watch. Shout out to the defense. Another sub 20 point game, another sub 10 point game. Just magnificent. Tip your caps to the defense. They did an awesome job in this game. Now to the offense. So a lot of people are going to look at this game and say, 
it's basically the same. You walk away, you're they're not going to walk away as excited as they maybe should be, or you would think a Chiefs fan or somebody who observes the Chiefs would be, because we just saw them do this against the Raiders about a month ago, and we saw them struggle against some other teams since then. And I think that what encouraged me, because I I think that normally if we would have saw this game, I might have been in that same camp. I might have said, well, we saw them do this against the Raiders again. Maybe we should see what they do against the Chargers. Maybe we should see how they perform over the next couple of weeks, which they're going to have some tests down the stretch, which I think is actually really good for this Chiefs team. They need that headed into the playoffs. But either way, what encouraged me is that this win was a lot different than the last win. You talk about Patrick Mahomes, who was really good in this game, and just to touch on him real quick, all of the adjustments that he's been trying to make over these last few weeks, he's been trying to check down more. He's been trying to read the defenses more for what what routes are going to be open. He's been hitting the running backs out of the backfield a lot more. Just been taking what the defense is giving him, been a lot more patient, playing better in the pocket. All of that stuff culminated in the offense looking really, really good today. And a lot of that is probably no accident that no turnovers happened in this game. And I think that that's another thing that we're seeing out of this Chiefs team is that the turnovers affect them. But I'm getting off on two points at one time here. I can circle back to my homes. But let me read the stat lines for Patrick, for, for, the, for the three main guys on this offense from the last game to this game and tell you why this game encourages me a little bit. Patrick Mahomes, the first game against the Raiders, he was 35 of 50, 406 yards, five touchdowns. This second game, 20 of 24, 258 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey in that first game. Eight catches, 119 yards. In this second game, three catches for 27 yards. Tyreek Hill in that first game, seven catches for 83 yards and two touchdowns. In this second game, four catches for 76 yards. The reason why this is encouraging, because it sounds like all of those guys had worse games in this second game, and they did to a certain extent. But what encouraged me about this game is that the Chiefs could have a game where they put up almost 50 points and you pretty much get just about nothing from Travis Kelsey and you get I mean in relative to what you can get in a in a max Tyreek Hill game four catches for 76 yards is the first quarter in a game for Tyreek Hill in a lot of games. That's not really something to write home about for Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's not walking away from this game feeling like he had his best game of the year. He had his best game of the month, for that matter. Tyreek Hill is, you guys are going to hear a little bit of a of a, of a, a sound of a truck going past me. You guys are going to hear a truck going past me. I'm recording in my car right now outside of work, so you'll hear some trucks coming back and forth between our docks. You may hear that in the background. I just wanted to point that out. But back to my point here. In this game, I mean, the Chiefs, the Chiefs offense just hummed along and they looked really good. And you had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey not really do a whole lot. And I think in the last game, it was it was for me, since the Raiders stuck with what they wanted to do and the Chiefs game plan to get their guys open against what the Raiders normally do. You saw the you saw the big names have big games and that is a lot of the the things that you can attribute to why the Chiefs had such a big game offensively. In this game, the Raiders still did what they wanted to do a lot of the time, but they were able to still relatively take away those guys, and the Chiefs still were unaffected offensively. 
Patrick Mahomes was a lot better about dumping the ball off to the running backs. He was a lot better about finding the open guy. They were a lot better about mixing in the running game and picking up first downs that way. Just a lot of different things that we saw in this game from from this game to the last game. And that's what gives me encouragement that this wasn't just about it being the Raiders again, them being a bad matchup for the Chiefs and their guys just being able to beat the Raiders guys, which all of those things still ring true, but you saw them do it in a different way. And that encourages me going forward for games that they have coming up. I will say that much. So a couple of the things that I want to point out for the offense real quick here. This was not going to go too long. Josh Gordon scored a touchdown on a play that was drawn up for Josh Gordon. It was a goal line touchdown, but those are just kind of some of the things we've been wanting to see. There were a couple other times where he and, and Patrick Mahomes tried to hook up for plays, and I think that they're starting to try to work him in. You can see that now, I guess, over this the course of this game. And hopefully that's something we maybe see down the stretch. But it was just good to see him get in the end zone for the first time in a few years. And for his first time as a Kansas City Chief, hopefully that is a sign of things to come for this offense and for Josh Gordon as well. We can take a look at the running game real quick. Derek Gore is going to have the best stats out of the running backs in this game. He had the longest run, um, a long rushing touchdown that, that capped off the scoring for the Chiefs. I stood on this but coming into this game, and I think it's still ringing true. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the best running back on the Chiefs. A lot of people are going to want to see Derek Gore. We'll hear that about that a lot Monday through Wednesday going into that Chargers game. We'll hear a lot of people pubbing for Derek Gore and talking about how he seems like the best running back and different things like that. That hole he ran through on that last play, I am pretty convinced that if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had that same hole at that same spot on the field, he scores a touchdown there as well. And I talked about at times before Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's injury that Derek Gore looked like probably the, the running back with the most juice. But after seeing him in extended looks and seeing him get some chances against some more legitimate competition, he started to tail off a little bit. And, and with Clyde being gone, you started to understand what he brought to the table and why you needed him back. And I think the touchdowns Clyde scored in this game kind of show that to you. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the best running back on this team. I think down the stretch of this season, especially with the way that you started seeing the running backs used in this game, in the passing game, I think down the stretch of this season, he's going to have a big impact on this offense. And this game, it got out of hand so fast. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has already dealt with injury this year, missed time due to injury. He finished last regular season on injury reserve and injured going into the playoffs. I think that the, the Chiefs saw this with the short week as an opportunity to try to keep him healthy, and they did that. I I anticipate Clyde Edwards-Hilaire being a lot more involved in the offense down the stretch of the season. He looks like he's gotten better as this season has gone on, and I think he's going to have a big impact on the offense as the season goes. So that's something that I think we should watch. You guys will hear those conversations. You'll hear Derek Gore's name come up a, a decent amount over this, this next few days going into the Chargers game I think it's a little bit of fool's gold I, I think Derek Gore is a, a decent NFL running back I like that the Chiefs are keeping him around the organization but I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the guy and I think that Daryl Williams is that other guy those two guys are going to be the tandem and I think Clyde's the best one we have as far as a running back and a runner Daryl Williams is staking his claim as a receiver we'll have to see Clyde get used more in that regard and hopefully we can see him get his chance to do the same thing. So 
it's good to see the running game actually making an impact. I mean, you got three, you got four touchdowns out of the running backs between Clyde Edwards Hilaire having two. Daryl Williams having one receiving touchdown and Derek Gore having a receiving rushing touchdown. It was good to see the running backs producing touchdowns and the running game producing. So that was good to see for the Chiefs offense. I think that leads me into another point. We've been looking for the wide receiver, too, and wondering wondering where that second receiver would emerge from. I think from a, from a production standpoint and a reliability standpoint, I think that the wide receiver two may just end up proving to be the running backs on this team. The running backs on this team have started to make an impact out of the backfield. It looks a lot like the the Patrick Mahomes season in 2018 when he won the MVP. He used Damian Williams out of the backfield quite a bit. You're starting to see him using that as a first option. You're starting to see him recognizing pre-snap that that's going to be what's open. And you're also starting to see those guys get used to playing with Mahomes and extending plays and finding open spaces in the defense. And I think that down the stretch, maybe that's who technically emerges as the as the wide receiver, too, instead of an actual wide receiver. That'll be something interesting to watch. But I think that getting back to that is what is what will not only open up the deep stuff for the over the course of the rest of the year. And over the course of certain games, but it also adds another element to this offense that a lot of people, for whatever reason, just think Patrick Mahomes is unwilling to add. I think he might have gotten caught up in the deep shots and in the production to Kelsey, the production to Hill over the last few years. He's going back to the roots now of, of some of the stuff that made him great in that first season, his historic first season starting. And I think that's only going to be better for Mahomes and worse for defenses that he's going to have to play against. But I think it'll be fun to check out for sure. If there was one thing I got to nitpick about this game from an offensive standpoint, the offensive tackles did not look that great to me. I thought that Orlando Brown got beat fairly consistently by Yannick Ngakwe. I thought Max Crosby was beating up on Andrew Wiley a little bit. I think Orlando Brown settled in more. I think he had less bad reps than Andrew Wiley, but I thought Andrew Wiley was was almost a disaster in this game. He was getting beat pretty handily a lot, and the interior is always solid. The interior is elite, but I think the tackles probably could have had a little bit better game, and that's just something that I think we need to we need to be watching as we go into Thursday's game. You got a guy like Bosa. You got a guy like Joey Bosa that you're going to be going into L.A. playing against. You got to pay attention to. So you do have him coming up. You got the T.J. Watt after that. So a couple of guys on the schedule that correct games. I talked about the Raiders pass rush being able to do the same. And, and, and this time around, the tackles didn't handle it as well. Hopefully they can bounce back Thursday, get some momentum going into that that Steelers game after that. So but that's just that's nitpicking. The offense still did awesome in this game. The the line still was pretty decent in this game as well. Maybe Lucas Niang comes back and takes back over for Andrew Wiley. That'll be something to watch as well over these next couple of weeks. But as far as that, it's pretty much all I have for you guys today on this one. I was excited to get this recorded. I almost did a .5 episode and talked about the Chiefs beating down on the Raiders and KU basketball beating down on Mizzou basketball as well. I'm going to do KU. I'm going to do KU in a .5 episode and do it on its own thing just so I can go ahead and get this one out. 
I think that one would have been a little bit longer if I would have included that as well. So I just wanted to get this to you guys. I know you guys are feeling on cloud nine just as much as I am. This was a fun game to watch as a Chiefs fan from the very first snap and good the Raiders the good that the Chiefs were able to dominate the Raiders the way that they were this season there was a lot of talk about if the Raiders were better than the Chiefs going into that first game between the Raiders and the Chiefs there were legitimate questions on who would win the AFC West who was better between the two teams was Derek Carr playing better than Mahomes was he going to win MVP I mean just the the conversations around the Raiders from going into the first Chiefs game of this year to coming out of the second Chiefs game of this year. It's just, it's it's pretty crazy to think about the the changes that have happened and the conversations around that Raiders team. So the Raiders pretty much for all intents and purposes, their season's over with. I mean, they could, they could try to win out and, and do something to make the playoffs. I just don't anticipate that happening. So probably won't get a chance to play the Raiders again this year, which kind of sucks as a Chiefs fan because it seems like they bring the best out of our team. And that is fun to watch the Chiefs play against the Raiders, but we'll get a chance again next year. Hopefully the Raiders come in and understand, just come in and play football. Don't do all of the extras. They don't need the extra fireworks and all of that stuff. Don't give the Chiefs bullets and board material. Maybe you'll have a chance to to actually beat Patrick Mahomes and sweep the Chiefs or have a shot at the AFC West title. Some things that you just don't get a chance to say about the Raiders quite often. So this is a fun one. I'll be right back this week. I think you guys are probably going to get episodes from me out of me for three days in a row. I, I got this Chiefs recap. I want to get out of here, and then we're going to have. I want to. I want to cover KU a little bit. I, I want to give KU their their due. So my KU Jayhawks. I'll have a, an episode that at least highlights them. I may squeeze some other stuff in there, and then we'll have our Chargers game preview going into Thursday night football, and we'll have that recap as well, probably Friday. So you're probably looking at three three episodes in a row. Four total for this week, if all goes well. I appreciate you guys for listening. You know how to find me on socials, SA Sports underscore podcast on Instagram, SA Sports 913 on Twitter, something about sports podcast on YouTube, SA Sports 913 at gmail.com for emails. I appreciate you guys for listening and the continued support. And until next time.